Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Forty Before Doom podcast. Bit of a break. Uh, been a little three week break, I'd say. Uh, we're here with our first ever. Is it a first ever second time guest? Yeah, I mean it was Pizza Guy Sam was the <laughs> yeah, other one. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I don't know if that counts, but we're here again for the second time, Mister Eighty uh, Perp. Thank you guys, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate we appreciate you coming on with such short notice, and the fact that the Oilers game is on today too. Yeah, uh, we just noticed that. It's been nearly exactly a year since 80's been on, which is pretty crazy because I went back and I listened to the old podcast before I went to the gym today. Do you know how many monthly listeners you were on last year at this time? Like when we did the original podcast? That's a good question. I don't think I remember. You guys were over the moon about it back then. And I think you would laugh about it now. I don't remember. May 18th, 2021 would be the date. May 18th. Like, uh like maybe 700,000? Like 250,000 monthly listeners is what you were on at that time. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Swear, bro. That was like the first thing, which is... What? Yeah, because yeah. obviously we, I've been looking and we obviously been keeping up with it and stuff. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I was, like my jaw kind of dropped when I was listening to it. So congratulations on the success. It's been a good now, year. I mean, what? Now you're at 1.9? Yeah, I think we're almost... Yeah, almost 2 million. Almost 2 million. From yeah. 250k in a year, that's fuck, man. Like I didn't even know that. Buck told me because he listened to the old one. I did not know is 250k. Dude, so here's insane. the only. You know, it's wild to think. So here's the only thing. Which once again, if you didn't even remember having only 250k back then, I'm not sure how this question is going to do. But I guess what's changed in the last year since we've talked to you? Oh, a lot. Well, a lot has changed in the last year. Um, I've done a lot more like live stuff. Like, um, I've been like trying to get in back in my live bag. I've never really done live shows. I did one in high school. I think Adam was at that. Yeah. Um, but I've never really done a lot of live performances and stuff. So recently in the past year, like I've been trying to focus on, um, developing that, you know, like developing like a dynamic set to like, kind of set me apart from just, you know, jumping on stage with a mic and like with a backing track, like that's sick. That's cool. It gets people going, but like, I just want to like um bring more like when it comes to like my live my live set um obviously my project like i just came out with a project that's new so i was working on that like from the time i was on the podcast which is crazy to think about it doesn't feel like a year it feels like no, I know. it doesn't at all i agree i guess going into the um the live stuff how do you decide or i guess how do you audition the people that perform with you like in terms of like who are playing with me on my set or like yeah on doing... your set okay like luckily i've just been introduced to a lot of like super dope people like in the city like weirdly it, a lot of stuff is just kind of falling into place i think that the key is just um having an open mind and like knowing what and what doesn't work like seeing who you have chemistry with and who you know but like i got really close with uh what's his name? another artist from my city recently in the past year his name's arden he's doing his thing he's crazy he's on tour with isaiah rashad right now Damn. like he's crushing it like i, I love the guy to death and through his team, like I found um, a bassist, a bass player named Miho, um, through his, through Arden's engineer, Tyler, Tyler Bandit. And he has kind of helped like figure out the whole live set thing a lot. Like he's a really, really talented bass player. And he's been doing a lot of live gigs in the city, just at like, you know, restaurants and stuff like that, like bars. And just, I think he does some shows like uh, church stuff. But yeah, I've basically found like an entire band just off of like like through one connection just by fostering one connection and stuff and just seeing where it goes like i have like a whole live band down it's pretty that's cool. fucking wild edmonton man like i don't know why like even in the last year seems like weirdly mus music's like improved here like honestly i would say like i mean like literally like last week like nate's saying like being open-minded we i told buck about this too the show you had it was at some house in some basement and like mm. we show up, obviously, because we're gonna go support. And we're like, at first, honestly, we're like, oh fuck, okay, like you know, like it's interesting, whatever, you know, like different group of people, bro. Turned out great night. Like honestly, like show went perfect. The girl who was like the lead, yeah, Bella, like, yeah, because yeah. it was Bella Blanche. So mm. Nate wasn't even like he was just singing a song that they had together. It was awesome. Like and it was like the most random spot, most random group of people. All this mm. went like really well, and it was like that. I don't know many people that would just be like open up to that, you know what I mean? But like that was mm -hmm. like, I think mean, that was cool as shit. It was, no, it was really, it was really really fun, dude. Like, 
it's it's something really dope coming out of this city. I think it's getting to the point where like you have to kind of just respect it and support what's going on. Like there's just so much, so many dope artists in like different sectors and sections that are, you know, kind of all doing their own thing. And this is something bubbling, I think. And it's never happened before. So I mean, like it has to happen at some point, right? Like yeah, eventually. Is live music a big thing at the bars and at the clubs and stuff where you guys go to? Or I guess, like, is it now uh, kind of developing a little bit? I mean, I would say Edmonton, like, the music is weird here because, like, I'd say a lot of it is live music was, like, huge for, like, our parents and stuff. Yeah. I'd say. Like, older. it's, like, older. But when you, whenever, like, younger people go to places <laughs> and there is live music, it seems like everyone's like blown away by how like much cooler it is. You know what I mean? Oh, it's and way it's, better. Yeah, it's way better. And everyone's like, everyone wouldn't think that. They're like, oh, I just want to hear music. But like, then when you see a band and like you actually see them doing their shit, it's like it's sick. And mm-hmm. I think honestly, it's becoming more of a thing that like people like are starting to prefer it here. I'd say. So yeah, I agree. Like the the live show, like people are trying to go, especially like COVID too, man. Like people were yeah. locked inside for two years, so. Like even me, like I, I love music. I've always been a music lover. The, the, before the whole pandemic thing, I'm sorry to bring it up. I know it's kind of like, you know, illegal to bring up at this point. You just kind of like move bro. on and forget. Yeah. But like, um, I was never really into like live shows that much or like going to concerts or anything. Like I never really cared for it. I was like, I don't want to jump around with a bunch of random people and get all sweaty. And like, you know, like I didn't want to do that. But then at, when the pandemic happened, I was like, dude, I really want to go to like a rave. Like I want to go to like Amsterdam and go to like a, a, a freaking electro pop festival and some shit like that. So now it's like, I think the fact that people have been so cooped up, it's, um, you know, it's a, it, people are more enthusiastic and excited and open um, to like live, live stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, dude. Even I went to like the Diamondbacks game the other day and we wound up at some random bar in Phoenix, dude. And it was just banned with 200 followers on Instagram. Cause I looked them yeah. up afterwards and do nothing but like blink one eighty two, like some 41 dude, one of the best fucking nights I think I've ever had. Dude, I know. Life, that's the thing. If you, was, they just perform that's what hits, cool. if yeah. they just perform hits, you're like, you're going to have a good time. Like, it seems like it's the real fucking thing. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like so at awesome. the, at the show, like the, there was juice juice was like, they played after Bella Blanche played. Yeah. And they performed like they were doing their own stuff, which is super sick. It's dope, right? I don't want to take away from that. But then they played uh, that one Fleetwood Mac song, like the chain. Yeah, and I just everyone just went crazy. It was like probably one of the dopest live music experiences I've ever had in my life. I was in this basement. This might be a dumb question, but if you're like an up and coming artist, um, when you do a live set, do you have to make it a mix of your own music and music that everybody, I guess, would know? Or I guess, how does it work? Um, like you don't have to, um, I think a a big thing is just like reading your, reading your audience. Like, um, I haven't, I I haven't thought about that. I I don't really, I haven't really thought about like doing anyone else's music other than my own. If I were to like perform, like when I'm performing live, Yeah. but if you're like up and coming and like, you're trying to get noticed and trying to get your name out there, it doesn't hurt to like absolutely just like destroy a cover of like a really popular song and people are going to be like, yo, like they killed that or they crushed that. Right. And people are going to talk about it, get buzz going. And then from there, you'll be able to like, like you won't have to do that, I don't think necessarily. But I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, if you like read your audience and like, if you're having fun with it, like people want more, you know, and you know a song, like go for it. It doesn't hurt. You know, I think you just got to be careful once you get like, like higher up. Like you probably don't want to be performing like some another rapper's song at like Rolling Loud. That'd probably be like a, be a little fucking weird. Yeah, yeah I remember sure. actually you almost did. You remember? I that? almost did uh, in like high school. Mac, you almost did a Mac Miller song at that first concert in high school. Yeah, right? yeah. It was like it was what that song. Uh, was it? What was it? The weekend. I swear, it was a Mac Miller song. Was it the weekend? Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna let the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. It was yeah. that one. And you almost yeah. did that at the show, but then you never yeah. did. It. And then actually, people were fucking singing your words and shit to your yeah. Because I was like, fuck, if people don't know my the That's words, me, yeah. and I'm just out here like performing, and I feel like I'm just like. And no one gets it, then I'll do a song people know that was popping at the time. And it was that, the weekend was, song. That's it was, was the weekend. The, the yeah. Song. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that song. Damn. Dang. All right. So one of the questions I had for you was we just saw the new music video you put out. Mm-hmm. Um I I did film school in like college. That was like my first years of college. I I did, you know, the lighting, all the all the bullshit kind of with that. I was in, in high school. I had no of. idea. Yeah, so we did that, but I never like worked on the set of a music video. So I was wondering like how long you guys are on set 
and from you, because I don't think you have a manager and an agency just yet. Um, or just, I not, maybe not just yet, just because you have decided not to so far. Mm-hmm. Um, how does the, the process of like hiring a director and I guess like, where does the creative side come from it? Is it you? Is it him? Like, mm-hmm. I guess everything that kind of goes into it. Yeah. Like we feed off each other, like, um, like the director for this video, Cordell, like we had worked, we've been working since I was in high school. Like, um, we had never done a project of this scale before. But we had always been like working together and we always knew each other and we always, you know, kept cool with each other. And I think if not the most, like one of the most important things uh, in, in like the creative process is like being able to be comfortable with people, like f- feeling um, comfortable enough with people to, so that you can be yourself. You know what I mean? And um, like, you know them and they know you like they know what you like, you know what they like, you know their strengths and they know your strengths. Um so like working with him just on little little projects throughout all this time, it was really like fun. Like you know, it, it wasn't a lot. It was obviously a lot of pressure, and it was like it was stressful at times. But in general, like the vibe on set, like and we shot the whole thing in like a day. I think we did a reshoots on another day, but we shot the the first part of the video in the in the afternoon and the second part in kind of like dusk and the evening. And yeah, I think like the biggest thing is just we feed off each other, you know? So he comes up with an idea like, oh, it's super dope. Let's do it. I come up with an idea. Oh, it's super dope. Let's do it. Someone comes up with an idea and it's not that dope. We're like, uh, maybe that won't work, blah, 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 you know? But it's just like that synergy, like being able to foster like the, that reaction between like two people, I think is the most important part to like, you know, creating a video or anything. That's crazy. Zoo, you were there too, right? Yeah. I'm, you could see me in the video. You see my uh, below. Yeah, he kept begging me. He was like, "Yo, Nate, please, I want to be in the video." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, <laughs> you see my fucking, you see my body, you see my like torso in one scene for like two seconds. So, nah, that you're in it. That's my good to glory. Yeah. Put that yeah, shit on Snapchat or something. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> would a lot of the would a lot of musical artists would they have like the same team around them for pretty much every single music video then? I guess if you if you're cruising with one person and you're able to you know talk freely with them about your ideas and what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. I guess would you would you see people switch it up much or not really? I think like when you get to like a, a higher level, it's good to switch it up because like everyone knows everyone kind of knows what's good and you can just go to different places to get different like feels and vibes. But in terms of like what like I'm building and like what what you what I think you should do like when you're coming up and you you don't really have like all the label resources and stuff like if you're an independent like just just to be frank like if you're an independent artist like coming up like you what you want to do is you want to find a group of people like a good group of people and you want to foster those relationships and and keep those relationships going and grow with the same people and you want to like prioritize that over anything so I've had like you know, engineer, like big engineers that have done songs with like Dua Lipa and like all these big artists like come and reach out, like A&Rs will come reach out and be like, hey, like my this engineer or this videographer wants to work with you. And it's like, well, cool. But like, I think it's important to like be building something kind of here, like what we got going on, like with, with my with my people, you know, like that's more important. Like that's how you create something that lasts really long. If you, you know, like f- by fostering those relationships and really like prioritizing the connection that you have with other talented upcoming people. Like that's where people can really see like the growth. So even if it isn't like a million people watching my rise right now, like it's a small group of people that saw like the first video I ever put out with Cordell and saw this video I put out with Cordell. And like, that's like where the magic happens. Like those little jumps, like that's where people are going to be like, oh shit, like these guys are on their shit. Like, literally. Yeah. Like I was in the, I was in the first one too. And it was, yeah. like, it was like, it was like, okay, three, year, three years ago. And it was yeah. like, it was all right. But then you look at this fucking new one and it's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. And like everyone, like literally everyone, what everyone at the shoot was from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, the stylist was from Edmonton, the video, gro- the, all the like camera guys behind, like it was all like a group of like Edmonton guys, which is yeah. like, pretty. And then they were at that same basement concert a few months mm-hmm. later. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's why it's true. I think it, uh, you see Bo Buck, you fucking do the same thing, man. If you think about it, like, you know, you could compare it to anything. Like you, who are you, who are these guys you've been around in YouTube? How you? How many years have you know them? Even me, even my dumbass. Yeah, no, I've me I've stuck you, with right? this, I've stuck with the same exact crew the entire time, like yeah. the, the entire time. What's kind of funny is the fact that you mentioned you were gonna sing a Mac Miller song in all of Mac Miller's like early early music videos. 
it's the same like five fucking dudes in yeah. every video. And I, thought that was, <laughs> I literally thought it was like the coolest thing in the entire world. I'm like, this yeah. guy's hanging out with his homies. Dude. He's like, he's yeah. bringing them all along. Like that's super dope. Yeah. So one of the things we're going to ask as well, um, is there a reason you haven't gone after like a label and management just yet? Or well, he has like, a manager. Guess, you have, oh, yeah, manager. Yeah, I have a manager. Yeah, he has a manager. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess like a label, is there like, mm-hmm. is there perks? Is there downsides to it as well? Or Yeah, like there, there's pros and cons to everything. I guess where I'm at right now, I'm enjoying, I'm learning to enjoy like the process more than the result. Um, I'm learning to enjoy like going through things and, and creating and building on my own rather than going to a label for stuff. Like um, as we like begin to scale up, it might be, you know, in our interest to like, look if there's any labels that are interested like come and, and like partner with them and stuff but in terms of like signing and being a fully signed artist like i don't know if i'd do that it would have to be a pretty interesting deal if i was going to do something like that okay um because it's just like my biggest thing is like i just want to i just want control like i want creative control of my stuff like i don't want someone telling me what to do when it comes to music like i don't want someone that doesn't know shit about music telling me what to do with my music you know like i like having a team of people that i've been with from the start you know, almost like guiding me and pushing me to do better rather than like feeling like I'm, I work for someone and I'm like an employee and I need to like submit 10 songs this weekend and then, fin- oh, do this to this and finish that. Like, I don't know. It's just like, there's something I really love about songwriting and creating music. Like, I really, really love it. I love, th- there's a lot of aspects of it that I love. And I feel like if I were to sign right now, I would lose some of those things, you know? So I guess I'm just... I guess I just want to preserve what's good while while beginning to scale up. And then, you know, we'll see, you know. Do you think that, because I see it, I guess, in my industry with like streaming where people, you know, they fire up a live stream and they want to get an agency and they want to, you know, land these brand deals. They want to do this. They want to do that. Is getting, because once again, I just don't know because I'm naive to the the subject, but is getting a label is it, is it, I guess this is a fast track for people to make money. Is that the main reason people want to do it or? Yeah. Like that. I, I think why people want to sign like off rip is because it looks really fucking sick. Like okay. you get, you get like all the shit that you want, like as a fan of like the culture and the fan of music, like there was like, obviously there was a time where, you know, like me being in high school, having like 700 followers on Instagram, there were times where signing a deal to a label and getting a blue check on IG and getting a bunch of like followers and, you know, getting verified on Spotify and just like getting like that label treatment, like would have been super favorable. And I would have just like hopped on that, like without really thinking anything just because I wanted it so bad. But like every single like great artist, great anything will tell you that the most beautiful stuff like happens in the process it happens in the journey like just like fucking two months ago like j cole came out and was like look like i know you guys want to have all this stuff i know you young artists like you want to just be here and get rich and get famous and get all this stuff but like the magic happens on the journey and i feel like um there's a lot of pro and I'm, this isn't me slandering labels like labels are good for a lot of people and they work for a lot of reasons and that's why they're still around i think so there's definitely perks to like having a label I don't want to get like blacklisted in the music industry because I'm just like shitting on labels. That's I don't not think this I'm podcast like. is going to do it to you, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, you know, but I think, yeah, like you just, I, I don't know. I think you got to be, you got to be careful when it comes to signing anything, you know. Um, I'd because, agree. Like, you know. Well, how many times do you hear those stories of like young artists? A fucking label puts $100,000 yeah. in front of their face and they're like, holy fuck, let's go. Like, that's it. Sign yeah. the deal and then just lose out on fucking. Millions. It's like boom, like, like there's a million. I could name like so many artists just off yeah. top. Like, do you got TLC? Like, what's her name? I remember Braxton. one group actually. The I don't know if this is very like dad group, but like back in the day, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, there's a whole documentary about that. Yeah, was there really? There's a huge documentary. They got scammed out of so much money. So bad. All right, give give backstory really quick for people listening, like they, me that don't so know. Basically, like the Beastie Boys, um, they're, they're like my dad's favorite group growing up. Like he told me. So we there's this documentary came out, and basically they they got exactly what I just said. They got money, all this money. I will give you a place in L.A. in the hills, all this. You'll get all that. And then like, and they were all young, three young dudes all together, and they're like, oh, okay, fuck, let's do it, right? They do it, and then all of a sudden, they had I think a new like manager kind of have to come in and tell them that like, hey, like you guys are missing out on like all of this money. Holy but shit. the deal, the deal they signed, 
they signed like their life away for like you a few more years, away. right? Yeah. So like they like as much as they wanted to get out of it, the people are too smart, man. They know they make yeah. it so you can't. So that's what literally caused the Beastie Boys to like break up for a bit there. Cause like it became like there's all this like talk. Well, like one of them thought he, they just just stayed. The others were like, no, we could get more. All this. I mean, what you saw it with um in um Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, yeah. You started with like uh, Ice Cube and stuff back in the day. They got screwed too, because like Ice Cube, thing. Ice Cube was getting screwed out of so much more money because mm-hmm. they, they know how to make the contracts right. And it's mm-hmm. like you see that all the time, like all the time. Yep. Might not relate to exactly the music industry, but I think the I mean the agency like manager, I guess not manager, but like label thing. Um, it can be crazy at times. There was one in I guess my industry where basically they had this agency come to them and they're like, Hey, we're going to offer you $20,000 to do this YouTube video. Like just promote this, whatever. Um, and they're like, all right, cool. Like I'm down for that. And like push come to shove, the company had to open their books and the company made a hundred thousand dollars and gave the YouTuber $20,000. Like that's like when, when it came to it and they had no idea. So it's the whole thing's wild, man. There's a lot of money out there. A lot of people, I don't think, know exactly what they're worth. Mm-mm. And there's a certain number that's like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'll do it, sure. Yeah. But you don't realize how screwed you're getting on the other end of it, which is which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, unless do you have a question, do you have one? Well, I had one that like a kind of different one that like, I don't really think I know the answer to this one. But like, I would, okay, maybe I'll ask this one first. What about like, would you say the change, was there like a huge change in people-wise from like the last podcast to now? If you really think about it, like you add on 1.7 more monthly listeners, a blue check on Instagram, that type of shit. Because I what know you, you wanted the blue check. Maybe not like I your did. immediate your immediate crew. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you mean like crew. you not mean like immediate people, crew, like people like differently band, like, bandwagoning the shit out like, of you. Is there a story? Now. Like, is there a specific story that like I maybe wouldn't know about? Like a moment where you're like, oh fuck, people actually are like switching, switching. Hmm. Because I know you wanted the blue check to help your DM. Yeah, I did. Instagram. Fuck off. That's why. Shut up. <laughs> Dick. Oh, uh, my God. I, of course you not. You could have denied it, man. You could have denied it, dude. <laughs> it's that same dick, bro. No. Dude, this, every guy knows, man. But it's like, here's the thing. Let me think. I'm not zoo. doubting it. I, I would do the same thing. Bro, I was say, Zoo would be a fucking demon on Instagram <laughs> with the Zoo. Yeah, you'd exactly. be a problem. It's not, I'm with not great power it. comes great responsibility. Yeah. You have to be careful. Yeah. Like, come on. Every Oilers player would want to hear the end exactly. of it at the end of every game, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, okay, I don't know if this is like a, a big thing, but like, I don't know if you watched that. Uh, did you watch that Netflix? uh show like the korean drama where it's like singles inferno like they all go like an island you didn't hear about is it that like the love island? It's like the it was like love, love island. island yeah and i dm'd like one of the guys on it that like got done really dirty by one of the girls and i was like bro like that's fucked up and he was like thank you man your heart is so big and i was like oh shit what like, yeah, yeah he's running back yeah, he's i'll tell you if you have a check mark on any website it opens so many doors it's not even fucking funny dude. Yeah. like stupid well, so what's your best is that your best check mark story then nate so far like blue check like uh i think so i don't have any crazy Buck, blue you don't have a crazy story. one i mean mine was the diamondbacks bullshit that happened that's dude. true that's the, that's the only reason why I i've been trying play. to get the oilers attention man i dm the i tag the oilers don't like they don't fucking look they don't check them Somebody needs oh, yeah. to get on their social media. I know, I know I, it's kind of the same thing. I I tweeted at um because I watched the show Big Brother, mm. and my favorite person got knocked out, and I waited till like I knew he was back at home, and I was like, "You're my favorite, like fucking, you're the best man." And he mm. followed me back. I'm like, "All right, cool, dude, appreciate it, bro." Which like, one? What? His name was Tommy, dude. He was this like little like five foot six dude. Don't say some bullshit right now either, okay? Um, <laughs> hey man, but, uh, I know we're the same height, man. You have the biggest height out there. <laughs> 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 no but yeah no it's it's stupid like even um there's a there's a rapper his name's kid quill uh he I've heard of him okay yeah so i really like his music and i was asking you had to ask permission to like play shit on twitch for a while so i dm'd him like hey is there any chance like i could play your music he's like yeah bro like for sure like i think looked at how many followers i had saw the blue check mark and it's like all right cool and then followed me back i'm like there's no reason for you to follow me dude like That's there's sick. zero zero reason whatsoever but thanks man like appreciate it so <laughs> Um. Yeah. I mean, how's the uh, how's the DM situation been since then? I guess since the blue check marks become a thing. Uh. 
I have more, more replies than less like than before, I guess. We can I think you there. guys are strongly overestimating how much I DM people. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Oh, the ratio is about 70% more. Yeah. I don't DM that many That's people anymore. Because I got to be careful, dude. I can't just be out here like, hey, what's good, baby? Like, yeah. If you, you blow up, she's going to fucking, or I guess when you blow up even more than you have, yeah. she's going to post that shit afterwards, dude. Oh, yeah. Guys, it's, it's like, no. Shit. So I got to be careful. But I do see more positive return. <laughs> 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 Bro, who was the one? I was watching um a podcast with uh Masvidal when Masvidal was on um Logan Paul's podcast. He doesn't run his own Instagram, okay? Mm -hmm. But all the girls that message his Instagram, he has a manager that runs his Instagram that's like, yo, this one probably like and that's how he runs it, dude. Like his that's manager. Hilarious. Imagine like this guy's basically going through, he has hired somebody to go through Tinder. And like find the fucking needle in the haystack, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that's pretty. That's smart though. Like the thing that's kind of wild. Cause you, cause like we know how dudes are. You are drunk on a Saturday night. Mm. We've been there. Like, come on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We're just slapping out DMs for no reason. Like every yeah. dude has been there in one point in their life. You wake it's, up Sunday at ten thirty a.m. Like, and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's why did I do that? So that's yeah. honestly a pretty smart idea. Because no, Masvidal, he would do some stupid shit. You send one bad DM, one screenshot gets posted to Twitter. That's you're it. Trending. Yeah. You're trending. No, and I think I think that's what they asked him too. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Logan was like, "Dude, you know, like, do they message these girls back and forth until like you know you meet up with them?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, like, fair enough." Dude. You know what I mean? Like, dude, they do the due diligence and they do like the dirty work as well. It's like fucking hell, man. It's a great team right there. That's a good team. That is a good team. Damn. Imagine if that was your job. They're just like, hey, how's your day? Fucking hell. Yeah. Like you literally sat at <sighs> home. Beautiful. Like, yeah. <laughs> like me. Could you imagine he actually starts like browser. developing feelings for one of them? And he's like, look, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Masvidal. <laughs> just I'm choose just, me. Choose me. <laughs> That's blocked. <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, one of the other questions I had was, I think obviously as you've grown – people ask to collab people want to collab is there a specific thing that would make you collab with somebody like do you, is it you have to like their music do you have to like their personality mm. or maybe if i guess if they're outside your genre you just want to be a little bit more creative well yeah i have to like your music it's no way i yeah. do a collab with you and i don't like your music so that's just like if i listen to your music i don't like it from that point on i don't think a collab How do, you, is do you just do you just air them at that point or you like, like, hey, just, like, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now working on some shit. Just, like, won't really say anything. Like, if yeah, someone's like, oh, enough. let's collab, I'll, just, I'll go look at your stuff and check it out and be like, oh, this is dope. And then a big thing is, like, you got to see, like, where these collabs are coming from. Because, like, okay. I love it. I prefer it when, like, someone with, like, no followers, anything like that comes at me and they're like, you, oh, look, I, I worked really, really hard on this beat and I really hear you on it. I think you'd be really, really good on it. Like, you know, this is what I'm thinking. I'm working on this. What do you think? Like, I prefer those DMs to the DMs with the guys that have like 100,000 followers and they're verified and they're like, yo, let's work. And then send me, what's your email? Send me your email. And then they send me some pack of beats that like, I, like, I wouldn't, I couldn't remotely even like, like sometimes I'll get a beat and I'm like, dude, how did you think I could do anything on this? Like, there's yeah. no way that you were thinking about me Are doing anything. Do you think they just spam people with that then? Yeah, no, they definitely do. And they're, and they're just like, oh, like, let's find some people with uh, with, with a clout or whatever. It's like, and then let's, it's like you're exactly. throwing out some fishing rods. And let's like, find some people with some popularity and let's get a, a, a low price feature from them. And, and like, but it's like, bro, like, I prefer when people send me more thoughtful stuff, you know? And it doesn't really matter what genre it is. Like, hell, I'll make a fucking country song if it's good, like, if I like it. Like, okay. Hey, nah, but <laughs> I got it in me, man. Hey, brother. One of the my favorite, like I'd say it's probably your, one of my favorite, like Nate songs, is like Corazon, Corazon. And the thing that's funny, I don't know if you know this, Buck, like it has seven hundred eighty thousand streams. His no, I was brother, looking today. I remember when you, I remember when you posted it. You posted on Snapchat like right away. I remember seeing yeah. that. His brother I need my dad TikTok too. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like he that's obviously badass. knows Nate's style, right? And like I think that's why it works so fucking perfect. Because it's like he mm -hmm. knew exactly what he would be able to go over. 
But then like we've had like made it a show me when people send him beats and it's like a beat that would be for like a hardcore rapper. Yeah. It's, it's like, like what that would never like work. this is not like how would you think that? It's like you didn't think about that. You just you just texted me or you messaged me and you're like little feature on this and it's like bro like did you even think about like what i would do it's like kind of inconsiderate and then from there like that tells me about them and then i'm like okay i don't i don't want to work with you just on a personal level that's another thing i gotta fuck with you like on a personal level for me to like work with you you know this might sound dumb but the people that send those beats that you said like have like a hundred thousand followers on instagram would a lot of that if you were to guess would a lot of their followers be bought because i mean there's a lot of instagram accounts that have like hundred thousand followers and they get 300 likes and you're like what the fuck's going on around here dude you know mm-hmm. what i mean is that just to like grab the attention of people like you or you'll maybe give it a chance um no like that shit kind of lost its uh it loses its charm really quick like okay that's what you'll that's what you'll find like there were times where i'd be like is there were times where like if someone dm me and they had a blue check i'd be like holy shit yeah, but then like over time, it's just like, bro, like that shit is. It, a lot of the times, it can be really synthetic, and like you could just be, you could be anyone signed to any agency, and now you got a blue check. So now followers and blue check it doesn't really mean shit to me, you know. Like I, I'll go, I'll like every time someone like that messages me, like I always go listen to their music. Like, yeah, every DM that's like, oh, let's work, let's do something. I'm always gonna go listen to your stuff because why the hell would I pass up an opportunity to work with someone talented who I think I can make a good piece of work with? You know what I mean? So. Well, that's like Arden too. Like the guy, the other guy from Edmonton, mm-hmm. who like he's been blowing up. Like uh, him and Nate song Licorice, over seven hundred thousand streams, and it's because Nate actually liked his music. You know what I mean? And it's like there's obviously other artists in Edmonton who hit him up, but like I even I remember like when Arden was like just starting. This was like what a year. Or yeah, and he ago? and he's crushing it right now. But even when I was like trying to like develop a relationship and start working with him the music was good before the numbers yeah. like no it was that, that's it the was thing good. like well, that's the whole thing it goes back to the whole like label independent you know artist thing like that where it's like all that stuff that a label can give you like you can purchase like that can be given to you at any moment like that that you can get all that like this you get verified you get a hundred thousand followers you get everything set up for you all the brand deals in the whole world that happens like this what doesn't what you can't fabricate is good shit so just make yeah. good shit you know I got, I got focus on making then. good stuff what two questions kind of what is your realistic dream collab in like the next year because like obviously i know you could say drake or something nuts but like uh-huh. obviously there's like let's be honest like i'm your fucking yeah. friend so i could be honest with you you're not gonna get like uh-huh. i if you did i'd shit my pants and i'd be yeah. obviously ec- ecstatic put like, my body in the video <laughs> <laughs> if, you put my, if you put my above my neck in i would be more nicer but you know whatever but like um guys dream collab so, in, in, <laughs> in like the next year do you think dream that, collab like, in the next genuinely year genuinely see like happening drake you're gonna shoot for drake? the fucking stars bro yeah. Hell yeah. okay yeah okay but what about He's from Canada, yeah. and, and I and I believe he's very. I believe he's tapped in. I do. I believe Drake is very tapped in to Canadian artists. You know more so than I'd other. I'd say artists. so. I mean, honestly, it's like, bro, when you have, it's just Canada's been like, zooming, like, bro, the weekend Bieber and Drake. Not a lot. The thing about Canada is like, not a lot comes out of Canada, but the stuff that does yeah. is like usually insane. Like that's and what that's about Canada. what about Dream uh, sponsorship, like Dream uh, deal, like uh, what, what were we just saying? Like a brand deal or brand something. Deal. Yeah, that's really tough. I have never thought. I don't. I've never thought about it. Power on me. I'm feeling just like a Tesla. Oh, that'd be fucking <laughs> sick. I I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, yo, like, hey, maybe Elon. Maybe Elon's got to hear this song. This one part of the song. Get in a Tesla commercial or something. That would be oh, sick. Man. I thought about that too. Someone made. Oh, someone made like a really dope. Did I, I send that to you? Like someone took the lyrics and they made like a super cool like tesla like mock tesla promo like it was really awesome they've been like a bunch of tesla posters and stuff using my lyrics and did was, you post that because i swear i saw it you put you saw it you definitely did i put okay, on my story yeah. yeah okay i did then yeah yeah and it was well, just, just super sick you, that video of you saying like imagine i'm in a tesla commercial hi i'm 80 perp power on me <laughs> I'm <just> like a <laughs> tesla. <laughs> hi i'm 80 perp with the new model s let's change let's change the subject a little bit all right I saw one of your most recent TikToks and it said like, bear with me while I still learn how to use this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zoo 
says you're an, ex- an extremely funny guy. I believe it. Okay. Uh-huh. Is there ever going to be a time on TikTok where you steer away from, I guess, the music side of it and you show more of like the personal side of it? I just, I want to do that just in general. Like, I want to get to a point where I don't have to, like, not everything I do has to be attached to my music. Like, I want to mm-hmm. get into, like, fucking acting and stuff. Like, eventually I want to start, like, I want to do all that stuff, like, YouTube channel, even maybe. Because, yeah, I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a fairly interesting person. And I, and I think me, me and Adam, some of this shit we come up with is hilarious. Like, I've been talking to Adam about, like, we got to do some skits and stuff like that. Like, even just some, uh, like the stuff that like Tyler the Creator and those guys were doing like when they were coming up, like dude, they were jackasses. So, so funny, jackasses. So funny, hilarious. I don't know. If that's I literally named that's our name. Yeah. that's named after. Yeah. Third is the golfer, and it's like we have so many golden ideas. It's like I they're gonna come out and they will and they have to, you know. And I feel like people are scared to do a lot of that shit because they don't want to piss anybody off. But at the end of the day, I think. The dopest people have like a really, really sick personality. It is safer though. I kind of get why you haven't yet. Yeah, it is safer to have a bit more of a cushion. Let me get a bag fucking today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you make one thing the wrong way before you really have that cushion, and it's like, fuck. You know, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let me get a bag first, and then I'll be the funniest fucking guy you've ever seen. Bro, it's kind of like our last guest in the podcast was CJ, who he plays for the Jets now. Mm -hmm. Um. He described it too when we were asking about like his outfits that he would his pregame outfits he would wear right, and he was basically like, "Hey, you know the Bengals." They, he didn't say this, but the Bengals weren't that good beforehand. They weren't at all um, before last year. And this guy would show up, you know, week thirteen wearing a Buddy the Elf fucking costume, and he's like, "There's certain things you can get away with at certain times." You know what I mean? Like if we're one in twelve at this point, I'm not wearing a Buddy the Elf costume to the exactly. fucking thing. Like there's no way. Like they're gonna be calling this guy mm-hmm. Bose or whatever. So. I guess, like you said, it makes sense. Like once you get your bag, then, like fuck it, like start showing that that personal yeah. side of it and just having fun with it. It's unfortunate that that's where we're at right now. I think as a society, that that's something that I have to like think about. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all good. It just means I'll be able to have even more fun when the time comes. You know. No, I think you totally you can plan everything out before then too, and, exactly. and kind of have everything working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Z, did you have anything else? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'd say, like, how long do you think it was, like, full process on this album? Was it two years? Like, some uh, songs were. Yeah, it was, like, a year. Because I'm going to be honest, like, the, the album, like, most of the album came, like, recently. But in terms of, for, like, music-wise, in terms of, like, forming the, the album, the world around the album, like, um what the shit i had to go through in order to like get to spit this album out like yeah we're looking at like a year and a half to to two years but a lot of that shit like was definitely personal growth i think like a like the biggest i think the biggest time consumer of this album was just me going through shit i had to go through to like figure it out and just like move forward through like all the confusing stuff that that i was going through Um, do you think the the album would be as good as it was without the heartbreak (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> seriously though but like i'm like because i we know a couple songs like come on like mm-hmm. probably not i think i needed it i needed, and me, I needed me it. and yuki who's one of our best friends like with nate like our group i remember when they when they first went through the breakup we kind of messed each other we were like this album's gonna be fucking nuts yeah. <laughs> oh, so guys are dicks <laughs> oh jeez! no nah, i love like, i love you guys though because you guys you like although that shit like it sucks you guys are always like super supportive about it in your own douchey way so i like it like thing, even man. when i talk every time i talk to a new girl these guys are like mm, man this next piece of work is gonna be so good it's <laughs> oh my so good. It's like, God. Oh. Anyway. all right that um that leads me to two questions is on the album that you put out Mm-hmm. How many songs did you trash like over the course of those two or three years that it took you to make it? Like how many did you make? And you were like, this is sick. And then a month later, you're like, Meh, like maybe not, you know? Yeah. Fucking hell. Adam knows like, jeez, yeah. a lot of songs, like 20. Really? Is that, is that fair? Like 20? So, like there's so many songs that Nate would send to me and be like, oh, like I really like this for the album, all this. And then like a week before the album came out, I finally found out it wasn't on anymore. Like the track lists were like, oh, yeah, it was very different. Over. 
What would make you change it? Would it be feedback from friends or would it be your side or I guess your creative side of it where you're like, nah, like I don't like yeah, it? Yeah, usually the creative side because like obviously like I when I, I, I love the feedback from my friends because my friends like when they listen to it, like they're not they're not necessarily reading into all the stuff that me and my team are reading into. Like we're reading into the creative process, like the rollout, blah blah blah, how people are gonna receive. Like we're thinking so much, we're thinking very, very deep into the music. I love getting feedback from friends because they're just gonna listen to it and be like, it's if it's good or not. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna like Adam's gonna tell me if the song sucks. That's why I have Adam, right? That's like, I think I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah. You don't yeah. you don't have a group of yes men around you. You mm-hmm. have people that are like gonna be real and like give you mm. the feedback that you want to hear basically yeah. like adam's told me i've made adam's told me like i've made a bad song like this song isn't good like he's he's been like this song is just not it's not that good or like yeah you know and, and i need that do you word it do you word it different do you say like it's not you no, or like here's what i straight up like hey like i don't think this is your best work what deal. i say sometimes is like like sometimes he sends me songs where like i'm like okay for me personally i wouldn't listen to it more than like a few like a few times mm-hmm. but like there's always an audience for different type of things, right? Like yeah. There's some slow songs or something that Nate has made where I'm like, shit, maybe I wouldn't listen to it every day, but I know there's a group of freaking like girls or something that like, like that type of slow music that would listen to that song every day. You know what I mean? Like I, like Nate sent me a song. And guys. Like, and guys too. Yeah. But like Nate even sent me a song like last night that he recorded in a day. And it's like one of the best I've heard in like months. Like it's like nuts. Right. And like, that's when I was like, I don't know who would listen to the song and be like, oh, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously I don't say like, oh, it sucks. Cause there's always an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. But there's times where I'm like, would it fit with like your album style or something? Maybe not. You know what I mean? Like to me or something like, would I like listen to some of the album if I didn't know you and be like, oh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like off, off what like I thought it would be like. You know, yeah. like key, there's, yeah. but of course I'm not like, oh yeah, this is shit, man. This fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, the key thing, the key thing is we know each other. So like, even if you don't say that, I'll be like, "Hey, he, he doesn't like it," or like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." But it's yeah. it's it's all good, like it's because we it's that's what you develop like over time. Like when you like again, fostering good relationships. Like you there's see, like, all you have. To, feel yeah. like is what perfect example I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I'm I guess the next question I have then too. Dude, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's a song like we had a whole thing like we said when the album dropped me and Nate both said like I was like what do you think is going to be the best song of the album and mm-hmm. he said this other song and I was like I don't think so I think it's going to be feel like it's going to be the best song by like a mile and I think it is yeah it's not even right close yeah. like, and it's, it's, like, in the, it. it's in my top five it like blew it blew yeah, like, like it, fucking it's on yeah. the Spotify page like it's in the top five like most like played recently yeah so it's like that was an impressive call no one made that call I don't think no one, no one made that call. Don't so, fucking yeah. feed his ego, bro. Do not do <laughs> it. I'm sorry, dude. I gotta give credit where it's due. I, I so yeah. badly just want to be like, no, but he's right. I, I, yeah. I said it wasn't. I was like, oh yeah, it'll be, it'll be like number three or four. No, it's, yeah. it's very clearly right now, at least the number one track off the project for now. How many people do you send a song to? I guess like within like your inner group before. I guess, I guess it's to feel the waters with it. Like three. Three or four, two or three. Okay, Not like out, outside of like your management group, basically. Yeah, like I'll send it to like chill the outside of my management group. Then that's like, yeah, like two, two or three. That's crazy, but that's people. also fucking cool that you have. I mean, if that's all you need is two or three people that'll give you real feedback on it, that's perfect. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all you need, I think. Like, because if you get too much, then it's like now you're just now you're hurting yourself. What's the point of getting? You just made a track in one day, and you're going to send it to fifty people and get yeah. fifty people's feedback. Yeah. Like that doesn't that doesn't no one favors. So that's that's very you get very so true. many different opinions. And exactly, stuff like that. just get yeah. the people's opinions you care about, the people you trust and know care about your best interests. Like those opinions are worth more than a million people's opinions. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, final question of the podcast here because I saw Zeus nearly done with this drink I'm as done, well. Bro, I down mine. I, I like. I yeah, I got. A, I got one sip left. I'm close. Uh, yeah. Last question is: I have friends that have have tried to make it in the music industry, um, whether it's their own music or whether it's beats or anything. Um, but I feel, I guess, even like in my industry, I see it too, where people quit too early. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just any like advice to people where it's like, you know, 
do you give yourself a timetable where it's like, you know, by this date, I should have this and this and this, or do you, I don't know how to say it. Like, do you make it no, your hobby until it becomes, I guess, your job, if that makes sense? No, I see what you mean. I think for everyone that's successful in any field that is like initially challenging, how like challenging throughout, I think you have to like really make up your mind that it's something that you want to do and you're going to do and you like you got to you got to want to do it like past everything because there's because I mean, I'll tell you like I got a million reasons why I shouldn't be making music anymore. Like I got a million excuses why I should have stopped, like why I should have, you know, I should have I should be doing something else with my time. Right. Like there's so many reasons and I could come up with like a whole list and essay of why. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, but at the end of the day, like I love it, you know, and even though it's really, really difficult and it's an upward slope, like that's the thing I'm trying to learn to enjoy the process. So I'd say, I'd say like just in anything you do, like results are good and results will come, but like try not to focus on results, like learn to like the process more than the results. I know that's everyone says that, but it's so real. Like that advice, like changed my life. Well, bro, like a year from now, a year ago, you were at two hundred fifty k. Yeah, like it's a literal example. Like now you're almost at two mil. Yeah, because I'm not thinking about that. Like you don't, you don't think, exactly. you don't be like, oh, like monthly this and monthly this. This is like nah. Like just keep your head down and grind and enjoy like what you're doing. Enjoy the work. Like. I, one thing, like, I think I, everyone struggles with it. Like I'll get like imposter syndrome. Like I'll, I'll be around a bunch of people that, you know, support my music or I'll go to the studio and record something and I'll like get anxious about recording it because I'm worried. I'm like, oh fuck, what if the song comes out bad? Or like, what if it's not a good song? Or what if I'm, what if that I wrote the last good song that I'll ever write, blah, blah, blah. Like just all these, all this anxiety. But I, I started to tell myself to enjoy the the creation process itself, you know? And then from there, I'm just having fun with it. And then hell, something good comes out of it. I had fun and something good comes out of it. Not so good. Well, I had fun and whatever. We'll try again, you know, type thing. Yeah. So it's an awesome attitude to have. The last thing I just came up with another question too, and I'm not trying to lay this on or the Oilers no, are playing soon. Um, good. No time. This is a, this is a weird thing with, um, with like Twitch and YouTube that I've noticed is that people, when they get like their first, like 25,000 followers, like 25,000 subscribers, they think they're like, the biggest thing in the entire world, like ego out the fucking world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which once again, like it, it could have been you a year ago, like 20, 250,000 monthly listeners where you're like, you know what? Like I'm fucking blowing up. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Do you like, I don't know how to describe it. Like when you get even larger than you could have ever expected, is it almost this is like, it's like nonchalant at that point. Is that how it's kind of become for you? Yeah, or like you don't you don't focus once you've kind of made it a little bit. You don't focus on the numbers that much anymore. It's more so like I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to do my thing, and it's all just going to kind of work out. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I think I'm I'm I got a long ways to go before I can say like I made it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, can someone Facetime me right now? You're good, bro. Dude, it's a blue check mark. <laughs> I've got pod. a big heart. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> podcast right um i guess the difference what i'm asking is is yeah. your attitude your attitude at the beginning versus mm -hmm. your attitude now because i went through a phase where i had twenty five thousand followers and i thought i was the coolest fucking thing in the world and i got mm -hmm. to whatever it was on twitch and i'm like dude like I don't, who fucking mm -hmm. cares like who like what what does it matter at this point you know what i mean like yeah i think again like i like i, I don't want to keep wearing out you know this saying and like this this mantra i guess but like i think just it's it's the people you're around because mm -hmm. i could have like i could have switched friend groups yeah. at, at a certain point like and it would have made sense like it wouldn't have been weird it would have been it wouldn't have been like oh what the fuck are you doing it would have been like oh okay like now he's with those guys or now he's hanging out with those guys. And I had a huge ego, blah, blah, blah. Good. But like, you know, I think I like just sticking with like my real friends, like, you know, like I'll get gassed and get all like hype. And then Adam will humble me very quickly. Or like, I'll have like, you he know, he's a way of doing that. Unfortunately, doesn't he? It does. Like I'll feel like I'll be on top of the world. And then it's just, Hey, Hey, remember that time in high school where it's like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> he calls you a loser one time and you're over it. Dude. Yeah. Like, fuck this guy, bro. Jeez. Like, he's like, hey, what happened to that? It's like, Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, just, just, yeah, uh, obviously. But one, one thing I found is that in this industry, at least like 
the people that like are the people that have huge egos have no right to have a huge ego, have no real business having a huge ego. And the people that like should have a huge ego and it's like, holy shit, like they're usually the humblest people ever. Like I've been in, I've been in rooms of people where it's like, I've been in rooms of people in this past year where it's like, holy shit. Like, and they talk to me with respect. Like, like I'm their friend or like I'm their boy, you know, like this, the last guy that they produced, he produced three songs on my project in the scent. Like he produced for Brett Fias for SZA. He won a Grammy for Hurricane for Kanye Jesus. West. Like he produced that song. And I met this guy, nice guy ever. Like yeah. so nice. And, and, and this was at the, this was at the point where I'm still like, I'm still new and I am still new and I'm still going to be new for a little while here, you know, and it's going to take a while for me to get comfortable in this industry. But like, I was, you know, I was in LA for the second time and I'm in the studio with this producer. I'm kind of like, you know, nervous, like blah, blah, blah. And then he's just like talking to me like we're homeboys, like yeah, from high school. Right and it's a, every right to be an yeah. asshole, yeah. every right. And he's the nicest guy ever, you know? But then the people that it's like, bro, what the, like, it's like, dude, like, what are they you talking about? Song, <laughs> they have one song that pops, exactly. bro, and they're the biggest asshole it's in the like, entire world, dude. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, but... You know, hey, I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of us may have gone through that phase, you know, where we thought we were the coolest thing in the entire world, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think as you go on, you totally grow up with it, and that's I think that's kind of the thing. But all right, well, good luck to the Oilers tonight, Nate. Thank yeah. you for joining us. First repeat guest that's not Pizza Guy Sam, so I podcast <laughs> appreciates it a whole lot. No, thank you guys for having me, I really appreciate it. It's always awesome getting on the phone with you guys. All right. you, Buck, not hey, Adam. Appreciate You're that. You're in my fucking yeah. house right now. I am, and I'm in this house. I'm <laughs> you on... got an hour away from him, which is incredible. So, <laughs> right, last thing, score prediction tonight. Oh, fuck. Uh, a lot of depression right here, dude. Fuck's sake. I was about to take the Oilers money line, too. I'm going to say 3-1 Oilers. All right. 3-1 Oilers. 4-2 four, four, Oilers. We're going to score an empty netter. It'll be 3-2, but then, like, we'll get an empty netter at the end, but it's going to be tight. Is it at Calgary? Yeah. Yeah. First two are in Calgary. 3-1. They're going to score. We're going to come back hard. Yeah. Empty net goal last, uh, last period. There's All like right. 30 people coming to my house yeah. right now to watch this game. Yeah. Your dad's here. Hey, Harry. Okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> All right, on perfect. All right, guys. If you made it this far in the podcast, if you could please leave a five-star rating on it. It helps out a lot. Zoo's dad apparently doesn't know he's doing a podcast either. No, he so. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. See ya.